Hello again, and once again we start straight into the first round, which is called Singing Sprint. In this round, a member of one team sings a song as fast as he can, and then a member of the opposing team must beat his time. And we're going to start with Graham from one team and Tim from another, and your song is Moon River. than a mile, I'm crossing you in style someday. Old dream maker, you heartbreaker, wherever you're going, I'm going your way. You drifters off to see the world, there's such a lot of world to see. Well, after the day, the rainbow's end, waiting round the bend, my huckleberry friend, Moon River and me. Yeah, good effort there. Good effort there. It was 14 seconds. Now, uh, Graham Garden, see if you can beat that. Of course. Wider than a mile, I'm putting you in south someday, old dreamy maker, you'll have a break away. You're going, I'm going away to drift us up to this world, such a world to eat, we're off the table, we're both there, and waiting around, my huckleberry friend, Moon River, and me. Yes, uh, you win that one, uh, that round, with an absolutely fantastic ten seconds. Fantastic. Now, uh, <laughs> Bill, this is your chance to uh, catch up to your team, because you and Barry are going to sing The Lonely Goat Herd from the Sound of Music. That was 15 seconds, excluding injury time. Uh, Barry, your turn to try and beat that. You've got to beat 15 seconds. <laughs> One little girl and perfect goat head lady, a little lady dee. She yelled back to the only goat head lady, a little dee. Shown them out with the crazy goat head lady, a little lady dee. What did you ask for a goat head lady, a little lady dee? Oh, lady, lady, lady dee, lady dee, lady dee. I've finished, it's the call. Oh, yeah. oh yes. And we go on to uh, the point in the program where I introduce a round that's played at the very end of the program in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the military ball. Now we have uh, the round which is called Garble. <laughs> for this round I'm going to give each team a situation to improvise, but the improvisation must be in Garble. Uh, in other words, you must use no recognizable words. And we're going to start now with Barry and Graham, and your situation is this. A British explorer proposing a football match to an unlettered pygmy chief. Yes. <laughs>
The uh, marks in this round will be decided on the volume of applause from the audience. <laughs> Before they clap. Which We've got makes nothing. it uh, fairly <laughs> likely to be a walkover for Bill and Tim. But <laughs> Bill and Tim, your situation is this. The president of the Scottish Ladies' Circle <laughs> inviting an American jazz musician to join them for an informal musical evening. Tim is turning into a lady before my very eyes. <laughs> I don't think there's much choice as to what I do. perfect impression of the petticoat line. <laughs> I'll give you 12 and Graham and Barry... Uh, I'm sorry, I'll give you 2 and Graham and Barry 1, making uh, Graham and Barry score 11, Tim and Bill 12. Now we have a quickie. This is the game called I Spy in One, and in this game your partner has to guess what you're spying with your little eye in one. Four in a row gains you a point. And we'll start now with you again, Barry Cryer, if you will uh, start off. Um, I spy with my little eye something beginning with F. Fool. Correct. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with P. Um, uh, pineapple. Correct. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with, uh, bummer. I spy for a winning round with my little eye something beginning with C. Church. Right. Uh, no marks there because you got you didn't get four in a row. You left a letter out as as uh, Tim. Well, that makes it harder, Humphrey. Surely. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Now, Tim and Bill. <laughs> Tim and Bill. Uh, Bill, will you start? With your uh, yes. I began. Um, you? No. <laughs> no, I sometimes finish, but not often. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with P. Pineapple. Yes. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with B. Blue pineapple. Quite right. <laughs> with my little eye something beginning with T. Tall pineapple. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with M. Monster pineapple. <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. You get your mark. <laughs> and we go on now to our commentary round. And this is a round where each team improvises a commentary to an event which I shall give you. Oh and here again, we call on the audience, by the volume of their applause, to judge who wins the two marks which are available. 
starting with you, Bill and Tim, now, mm. will you give a commentary, please, on bathing the baby? Well, over near the taps, uh, the baby's coming out now, and um, <laughs> it looks as if it's going to be a bloodbath tonight. And um, uh, how do you feel? And, and the baby's down the far end, and, uh, and he's given a right to his foot, and a left, and a left, yes. And uh, when taking the, the mother's coming in with a right fist, a right fist, and she's going to clean the back, she's going to clean the back, and oh, what a nasty sight. He looks as if he's in trouble now. The baby's in trouble, he's fallen, he's fallen. He's down, he's down on his back, he's down on his back. <laughs> oh, that's the end of the round, and now over to Barrington Fox, who tell us uh, an interround commentary. <clears throat> oh, well, it is probably one of the most interesting um, baby bathings we've seen for a long time. Yes. In fact, um, I saw my amid, um, baby <laughs> not very long ago um, in Madison Square Bath. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that was one hell of a bath, I can tell you, it really was. And I think we're coming out for the second round now. The mother's up. Over to you, Barrington. And the mother's moving in. The mother's moving in, and she's got a, she's got a looper. Yeah, so that seems a bit unfair. She's got a looper. And what's she doing to the baby with? Oh, I think oh, that's a bit unfair. That's a bit low. That looper was low. That looper was low, in fact. The bathing's been stopped. The bathing's been stopped. Oh, dear. Oh, we're Right, that Tim and Bill and uh, the audience gave you ten seconds worth of ecstatic applause, <laughs> and which is what you've got to beat, Barry and, and Graham. And your subject is sewing on a button. Sewing on a button is absolutely fascinating. I went to the doctor once and he stuck a needle in my arm. I wouldn't have minded that, but he sewed a button on it. This is ridiculous. So we watched the event in front of us. One lady's got the needle. The other doesn't seem too pleased either. I'm going to hang over now, too. Hang over now. Ever since I had my nose fixed, my mouth won't work. I'll hang over. I'll hang over now to Barrington Garden. <laughs> Thank you, It's a button, and I've never seen such a needle as this. It's the only one I've ever seen with an eye that's bloodshot. Anyway, we keep on watching this event. We watch this event, the needle's going into the button, the button's going onto the needle, but who am I to point the finger because I'm just standing here watching, and that's my king, so don't talk about it. I'm here to commentate on a needle going into a button. I think it's being so, so, quick, quick, so, yes. It's really going in there. I think the button's going on, and for the final climatic moments, over to Garden Barrington. <laughs> full box there. And uh, the button is literally only winding around the thread. And, oh, look at that. That's a very good try. Well, that's uh, one point to the needle, and uh, that's the end of the match. Thank you. And back to David Vine. I second that. Okay, Barry and Graham there, uh, no less than 17 seconds of applause, mm -hmm. plus a, a, a few uh, indiscriminate shouts. <laughs> and uh, Get off. That gives, them, that gives them the two points, which makes the score 13 all. Right, we go on to the blues round. For this round, I'm going to ask the members of each team to improvise the blues taking alternate lines, and they will, of course, be accompanied <coughs> at the piano by Dave Lee. Right, Barry and Graham, will you give Tim and Bill their subject for a blues, please? Yeah, uh, their subject for blues is Jimmy 
Osmond. the title of a book, a play, or whatever else, from the noises made by the members of the <coughs> opposing team. The audience can help here by applauding when the uh, people who are doing the guessing are getting warmer, and by groaning when they're not. <coughs> and we'll start now, oh, uh, we'll start with Tim and Bill. Good evening. <laughs> is, yours a, is yours a book or a play or what? Depends what they're going to do a, first. It's a, it's a play, yes. We have our mystery voice. Uh, for you listeners at home, tell you what the title is. And it's long day's journey into night. No response from the audience, so it's clean. <laughs> First word. Note the accent, it's a clue. Ha ta 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 it's not long? No. Oh, it, is, in it, fact, is it is in fact ha-ha. Long. Long. Right. <laughs> that second word. Oh. 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 Oh.
Perhaps we should move on to the next one. Calm. Calm. Coma. Days. Third word. And the third word. Going on quickly. Tickets, please. Hold the ball. Off we go. Bus. Yes. The long tram bus. I know. Long day's tram. No. Graham. Long day's journey. Oh. I won't commit myself. I wouldn't jump to any conclusion, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Well, I won't, brilliant. I won't jump to any conclusion until I've heard that. You took rather a long time to, uh, to, to guess that, so I can only give you one out of two, but it was a very long title, so I'll give you the one back and give you two out of two. <laughs> uh, and right away, quick as a flash, it's over now to Barry and Graham for their charade. And um, for those of you listening at home, it's the last appearance this week of the Mystery Voice. And the charade is Liberace. Liberace. <laughs> give you oh. the title there. <laughs> 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 it's it's is this a play or a film? It's or a coniferous bo- plant. Um, <laughs> but also, um, a famous person. Famous person. Uh, and, um, coniferous plant? Or a. <laughs> But mainly a famous person. The mainly audience famous seemed person. dubious about whether he's famous or she's famous. <laughs> this person is famous and mainly for not being a coniferous plant. <laughs> there is one word on the card. And there it is in pieces. <laughs> Equal opportunities for women. Uh Pankhurst. Ship. <laughs> Ventriloquist. Vent? Vent. Vent come into Dummy. Dummy? Archie. Oh. Liberace. Now, I don't want to be the first one to ask this, <laughs> but how come Liberace is a carnivorous plant? <laughs> we Have you been with him at the weekend? <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but uh, Billington, you succeeded in scoring uh, five for that entire round, bringing your score to 17. And Barry and Graham, you've only scored five, which brings your score to 22. (laughs) Now we have uh, the game called Tag Wrestling. In this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story. The members of each team will have to devise a story to fit their particular payoff. I shall then start one of you off working towards your punchline, and then I shall press the buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take over that story, but work towards his punchline. And it should be absolutely gripping. Now, we start with Tim and Bill. Yeah. Here's your punchline. That's not your handbag, vicar. Whispered the croupier. That's your handbag. Yours contains Mrs. Worsthorn. Well, I know right. that story. While you're memorizing, <laughs> it's very fun. I don't think Barry and here's your punchline. Oops, a daisy, sweetheart. 
said the colonel, <laughs> dismounting from his rubber duck. <laughs> you know mine are red. Oh, I saw the film. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Phil and Tim, you've had the longest to uh, compose yourselves uh, and uh, so that you can start off your story working towards your punchline. Now, who started? What, me? Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, Tim, of course. Yes. <coughs> is Monte Carlo. We're inside the casino where Mr. Vicar lives with his wife, Mrs. Vicar. <laughs> and one night, with Mrs. Worstall, who made the party up for three, They'd had a game of bridge. Well, oh. suddenly there was a knock on the door. Colonel Hargreaves stood there. He said, it's terribly embarrassing. I have bothered you before, but you know the primitive plumbing at my place. Could I have a bath here? And they said, of course you can have a bath here. So immediately repaired to the bathroom. Uh, the repaired to the bathroom. <laughs> I was unfortunately drowned. <laughs> bad business. Very sad. Well, to cheer themselves up, the colonel's wife went along to the casino. Well, of course, she met the vicar. And Mrs. Vicar, and indeed Mrs. Worthstone, who was there to make up the three. Oh! <laughs> Throughout the evening, the main topic of conversation was Colonel Hargreaves in the bathroom and his unfortunate accident. Little did they know, however, that the Colonel was reviving. <laughs> appeared to be demise. At that moment, Mrs. Worthstone, getting out of the Vicar's handbag and saying, I shall never get in there again... <laughs> Good evening, folks. <laughs> Did a small tap dance on the rubber duck and left. <laughs> said, Mr. Vicar, come to me to the bathroom, because I think you need to do a little repairs to your face, which had been injured in the fight down at the old blue casbah. <laughs> Irrelevant. Everybody, everybody immediately repaired to the bathroom to see if the uh, colonel had indeed revived. And there indeed he was as large as life, if not larger. And, and so ebullient at his revival, he was in fact floating upon a rubber duck in the bath. <laughs> in the bath. At that moment, the rubber duck burst. for the second time in 24 hours, he was drowned. <laughs> Mrs. Worthall came in hearing the sad news about the colonel and said, you know, I said I'd never change your handbag again. Well, that's true. I've changed... Be uh, and the reason is... Ah. I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> Why? The croupier. <laughs> the Don't tell me the story, said Mr. Go up to the bathroom and take these uh, swimming trunks and make the late Colonel Hargreaves decent. <laughs> Mrs. Westall, not knowing that there was more than one bathroom in the house, and indeed, more than one Colonel Hargreaves, <laughs> passed through the door. Oops the daisy, sweetheart, said the Colonel, dismounting from his rubber duck. You know mine are red, referring to the bathing trunks. <laughs> You actually get four marks, uh, Barry and Graham, for winning that round. We win. You would have got more <laughs> if you hadn't won it through the fact that the chairman fell asleep <laughs> and forgot to press his buzzer. Very good, though. You've scored 26. 
and Bill and Tim are on 22. Excellent. And we reach the point in the program where I go to sleep once again because the teams are going to give their announcements for the arrivals at the military ball. And first to arrive. <laughs> oh, he's pretty fast off the road. Leaping in quickly in cases with the party coming with the other team. Is Mr. and Mrs. Mental Mascot and their son, Reggie Mental Mascot. And I'm willing to bet his namesake was coming over there. Yes, he was. Great silence. Instead, a very old friend. Two very old friends. Very <laughs> advanced. Corporal punishment. And Major Jump. <laughs> and also coming in now, Mr. and Mrs. Military family. Mr. and Mrs. Parts and their son, Corporal Parts. <laughs> Reason promotion. <laughs> Will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Triplees and their daughter, Military Please. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Dear Guards and their granny, Dear Guards. <laughs> Followed. There's hardly any left in our party now. Quickly followed by Mr. and Mrs. By Your Bed and their son, Stan By Your Bed. Great silence. Followed from the north, Mr. and Mrs. Sheer Fusiliers and their tall son, Lanky Sheer. Mr. and Mrs. Carrier and their aged relative all the way from Treasure Island, Ben Gunn Carrier. Followed by two more. They're not that welcome. Get out. Followed by two more from the north. Mr. and Mrs. Aircraft Gun and their relations, their uncle and auntie Aircraft Gun. Major and Mrs. Croom Ballards and their son, Barry Croom Ballard. Arthur Sword <laughs> and his parents, Mar and Password. <laughs> With the score delicately poised, <laughs> at 39 to Barry and Graham, and 31 to Bill and Tim, Mr. and Mrs. Mobsuit and their daughter, Dee. <laughs> 40 to Barry and Graham. Mr. and Mrs. Tearcut. <laughs> and their son, Shaw, tear cut. <laughs> and kit bag. Oh, we're going to scrap the barrel. Mr. and Mrs. Gunn and their two sons, Tommy and Sten. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Parade, with their relative all the way from India, Sikh Parade. <laughs> we come to the end of no. the programme this week. <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. Good, yes. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> no, wait. Mr. Wait, and Mrs. Wait. Balls and their clerical son, Cannon. <laughs>